Robinson wide left. Be careful. Foles shotgun pumps. And he's sacked! Nick Foles was sacked back at the 45-yard line by Hercules Mata'afa! What is up? Welcome to Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm your host, Gabe Henderson, alongside Vikings.com audio producer and my co-host tonight, Mr. Chris Corso. Tonight, we get you guys up to speed with everything you need to know from inside the TCO Performance Center. And it is week 11, the Vikings winners of three straight, heading into a three-game home stretch starting this Sunday against the 2-7 and seven Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys are coming off a much-needed bye. And Corso, if you're following me right now, Vikings versus Cowboys on Thanksgiving week. You follow me at all? We got the primetime jerseys. We got a lot of yep. good things going on. I'm, yep. I'm so excited about, about this winning streak. I'm so excited about the games coming up, the fact that we're home for so many weeks in a row. All things are falling into place for the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm, I'm hoping history will repeat itself. I'm, I'm thinking about that, that Thanksgiving game in 98. I just sent something special this week, but like you said, primetime purple, man. Kickoff set for 325 p.m. this Sunday. Make sure you guys listen to that right here on KFAN, the Vikings Radio Network. As always, voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen will be on that call alongside Pete Bursich, Ben Lieber, and Greg Coleman. Moving on to today, though. Corso, we got a jam-packed show, man. We get the best podium sounds of the week. Vikings defensive tackle Hercules Mata'afa stops by. And then we look ahead to Sunday's matchup with the reporters wrap-up with Eric Smith. But I can't start the show without doing it the way we always do. In typical Vikings vintage, we start with the best thing we saw this week. Corso. Gabe, my best thing this week was getting the chance to sit down and talk to Vikings linebacker Eric Wilson. I mean, he continues to become one of my favorite players on this Vikings defense. Not only this year, but his career path has just been amazing to watch as an undrafted player a few years ago. And this year he comes in, fills in for Anthony Barr, at the strong side linebacker position. Maybe undersized, but no, he goes on to become the only NFL player so far this season with at least three and a half sacks and three interceptions. He is a big play machine, and that's what we talked about this week on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We were talking before the show, and you joined us on Under Center with Kirk Cousins a few weeks ago, and it was right after the Seattle loss by one point. You talked about you were learning how to win in that game. The young guys were learning how to win. Since then, you guys have rolled off three wins in a row. So I think you were on to something when you said that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's really important for us to, to not only know uh, what to do in order to do our jobs to win, but to, to know how to, to, how to create that culture and that habit of winning, you know, and, and winning each and every play and, and get comfortable with winning and doing the right things to, to keep that going and, and um, you know, not get too selfish knowing when to, to do your job and let your teammate make the play. And, and when the play is there for you to make it, go make the play um, in, in any facet of the game. And I think, um, you know, offensively, uh, defensively, and on special teams, I think, you know, we've done a good job on offense and defense. And, and even still, we can be better uh, on offense and defense and especially special teams. Like, we can get better still. We're doing a good job and we can still get better. Really awesome conversation with Eric Wilson. I mean, he is as humble of a guy as you can even imagine. I had to watch that game in Chicago on the broadcast on television, just like all the Vikings fans out there. And after every big play... The microphone would pick up Eric Wilson. 
screaming, let's go, getting all hyped, hyping up his younger teammates, just being the the catalyst for the Vikings defense. And that emotion, Gabe, I think has really been a reason for the Vikings' three-game winning streak. He's been an energizer bunny, not only for this Vikings defense, but for this Vikings team. But moving to the offensive side of the ball, the best thing I saw this week was Paul Allen's interview on X's and O's with Vikings general manager Rick Spillman. Of course, X's and O's is usually with Mike Zimmer, but the GM had to come in and do a pinch hit and fill in for the head coach. The comments Rick Spillman made were something that really stood out to me all week. Here's what he had to say. What do you need from Kirk Cousins to continue to win games? You know, we've built this football team on running the football. Always, Coach Zimmer always wants a physical style, offense, defense, setting up the play action, and then that's what Kirk does best. And when we have success running the ball, and even last night, even though it was slow going, but we still tried to grind it on the ground and get, didn't give up on the running game. And then Kirk's decision-making last night and how quickly the ball came out and some of the catches that these guys made, the great one-head catch on Adam Thielen on his first touchdown, but what a great placement that the Cousins put where that ball was where only uh, Thielen can get it. So there's no question, even in the earlier games, like out in Seattle, he brought us back in the fourth quarter, although we didn't end up winning that game. Tennessee game, he brought us back in the fourth quarter. So I think as long as we don't turn the ball over, which is critical, uh, then we got then he's been playing extremely well. Kirk Cousins in the past three weeks, 49 of 70, 672 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. One thing that stands out to me about Kirk right now is his passer rating. He's second in the NFL in the past three weeks with his passer rating, 123. Like that, that says a lot about how great this offense has been playing. And granted, you know, a lot of that credit goes to Dalvin Cook. But Kirk has been decisive. 70% completion rate is top in the NFL right now. And hats off to that young man for, you know, stepping up when he needs to. It seems like whenever everyone is doubting Mr. Cousins, he comes up and puts together a few good weeks in a row. And the, the big stat that really stands out to me, Gabe, is out of all the NFL quarterbacks, Kirk has the highest yards per completion out of all 32 starting NFL quarterbacks. So... I know in that game against Chicago, it looked like he was kind of going for those singles and doubles rather than the home run. I think once he starts going for that home run, yeah. I think that's when this Vikings offense could really take off. He's going to have his hands full this week against the Dallas Cowboys, but Mike Zimmer, he's ready for this challenge. This is what he had to say about this upcoming matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they've got tons of skill and speed, uh, a great running back, big physical offensive line. Uh, defensively, they play it with a lot of competitiveness. They run around, they fly around, they play real hard, um, and a lot of good players over there as well. So we're going we're gonna to have to play well in order to, um, to beat them. And uh, I do have to say good luck to my daughter's dog, Jolie. She's having cancer surgery this week, so I promised I would. So. Hey, Mike, with C.D. Lamb, what have you seen him kind of add to that offense? He's, he's a long, wiry guy that uh, catches the ball well, has great speed, runs a lot of, a lot of routes, routes, especially out of the slot. They isolate him quite a bit on the nickelbacks and the linebackers and um, does a really good job. He's a good football player. Mike, I know you've been pleased with Brett Jones's play, you know, at center, especially a couple of years ago when he started three games. How, how is he a, as a guard? Jones is a great kid, works real hard, very, very smart, very analytical, um, tough, competitive, 
guy that they, everybody in the room loves. He really likes being here. Uh, he likes the guys. Uh, you know, I know all the guys in the room like him. The coaches like him. Um, I'm, I'm sure it was disappointing at the beginning of the year when we, when we did release him. Uh, but we, we wanted to get him back. And uh, fortunately for us, he came back and then uh, as a veteran practice squad guy, and then we we're able to uh, elevate him throughout the course of the, uh, the season. But uh, he's done a great job. Good kid. I, I'm just excited to see how this Vikings team can continue to roll on and get and continue this win streak. Four in a row, man. Four in a row is, is, a, is a tough task, but I think this Vikings team is up for the challenge, and they're going to have to be up for the challenge with the injury report that just came out today. Corso, fill us in on some of the things that stood out. One is C.J. Ham, the fullback. He hit the reserve-slash-COVID list this week. It looks like he's not going to be able to play in this game, so that will be a big one to track to see who the Vikings call up um, to fill that role. And another big one, rookie guard Ezra Cleveland. Uh, he has an ankle injury. We heard from Gary Kubiak uh, earlier in the week, and he said he expects Ezra Cleveland to recover quickly from this injury. But uh, look for Brett Jones, who was recently called up from the Vikings practice squad. He's a player who's played some pretty big snaps for this team over the past few years. That will be a thing to watch in this game, Gabe. From the Dallas Cowboys side of the ball, what were some things that stood out to you from their injury report? Defensive end Randy Gregory, he hasn't practiced this week with an illness, so that might be a big one. As well as Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end, he has an illness as well, did not practice. The big one is Andy Dalton coming back from that concussion and COVID list. I think the Vikings know that Dalton will be starting under center for the Dallas Cowboys. You got two teams right now with losing records, Cowboys 2 and 7, Vikings 4 and 5, both with with a legitimate chance to still make the playoffs. So there's still a lot to play for this week and I'm excited to see how this game will turn out. Pilot Games has teamed up with the Minnesota Vikings to create the all new Vikings Victory electronic pull tab game. Pilot Games is the largest charitable giving provider in the state, and when you play Vikings Victory, your community wins. Play Vikings Victory today, anywhere Pilot's electronic pull tabs are offered. Hey Vikings fans, this football season make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. Sacks for Apps is back for the 2020 season, and if the Vikings record two or more sacks in a game, Fans can receive a free appetizer at Buffalo Wild Wings with a $20 purchase. Visit vikings.com slash BWW for details. Hey, welcome back to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. Gabe Henderson here alongside Chris Corso and our guest of the night, Vikings defensive tackle Hercules Mata'afa. Hercules, thanks for joining, man. Eddie Murphy. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. (laughs) Nutty professor, right? Nice, nice. Well, I think now we can finally say you have completed your first NFL sack. You get two straight weeks, two straight half sacks. Describe your sack this past Monday against the Bears, and and where's your confidence level right now? I'm excited to play football whenever I get the chance to. Whenever I'm out there on the field, uh, you know, it comes down to just playing ball, and, you know, that was what I was born and raised to do. So it's just me having fun out there. I saw you on Monday night. You're rushing from the edge. Is that where Coach Zimmer likes you right now? I'm an undrafted free agent, and I'm comfortable playing anywhere. You know what I mean? I'm going to get it how I can. And if that's playing three-take, if that's playing DN, nose, I love playing D-line. And, you know, I don't think uh, switching positions was really hard for me because I really know kind of everybody's role. It it was an easy transition for me to go anywhere on this D-line. 
So when I talked to you earlier uh, before the season on this exact uh, show, we were talking about how you had these high expectations for the year and, and you really were, were looking for your opportunity. And, and that kind of isn't how the first part of the season went for you. You were actually sent back to the practice squad. So talk about that experience and what you did there to get back to the roster and have a huge game on Monday night. Yeah, it goes back to reevaluating who I am as a player. And, you know, I took that short period of time I was on the practice squad. I took that as an advantage to work on my skills to get better so I can go out there and actually perform and show show these coaches and the front office what I can do for them out on the field and how, how I can help this team win. My confidence is growing and, you know, I'm getting more and more comfortable out there. That's interesting you say that because a lot of guys, you know, when you go back to the practice squad, it's one of those things where you just like, oh, man, like, Maybe I'm not good enough, but for you, you actually went back to the drawing board. So, like, what were some some areas of improvement that you put up that you put upon yourself to say, like, all right, I want to be better at this? Uh, you know, it is more comes down to like working harder. You know, really fine tuning your technique and uh, really getting off the ball and just playing football and go back to what I love and find that love within football that I've had it since I was a little kid. That was the secret recipe for me, and just going back and reevaluating how I found out to love football. That recipe has certainly translated to the past three games. You have 10 quarterback pressures, uh, only trailing DJ Wanham uh, on the Vikings defensive line in those past three games. So it's clearly something's working for you. Is it kind of just feeling like easier and is the game really slowing down for you in these past few weeks? Based off formations now, you know, I I can kind of tell when I could take my shots and here and there and when I have to really play in and secure my gaps you know it's just coming easier and easier as I play more it's just me getting more comfortable while I'm out there that camaraderie of you know coming in a lot of these guys aren't highly drafted I mean what no first round picks on this entire D-line talk talk about that a little bit it's crazy you know I mean we're all underdogs you know you look at DJ and then you look across the league he's leading in pressures for all rookies I I believe and he's like on the top of the list in every single Stat for rookies are, I believe, across the board. We got Shamar, he was mm-hmm. seventh rounder. Mm-hmm. Leo fourth, Jalen fourth, Afadi seventh. You know, mm-hmm. and the, this is their first time starting. So you know, we all, we all have that underdog mentality. You know, everybody count us out, and now we're showing up. That's what's helping this team win is our D line play and a whole team, I guess. There's a lot of different personalities in that room. Afadi Odenabo is like his personality cracks me up. Your personality is great too, but. Kind of talk about his personality and how he just brings that into the room and and what he's done this year because his role has really changed. Well, Fardy kind of reminds me of like Mike Leach's personality in a way. You know, he's, <laughs> he's kind of weird but goofy at the same time. It's like he's always funny, whatever he says. And uh, I love Fardy to death, man. He He's a great dude to play, play with uh, out there on the field. Moving back to the Viking side of the ball, though, we, we talk about, you know, the personal progression. The past three weeks, the past three wins, you've had at least 26 snaps. Mental preparation headed going forward, knowing that you're going to be counted on. How do you prepare to be dependent on? Being accountable to do my job and do what I'm asked to do out there, but also knowing when I could take my shot and when I can go out there and uh, rush that, that's my uh, strong suit is just rushing the quarterback, and I love to do it. That's my favorite thing in the world. I saved my most important question for last, and, and this is a serious question that I need you to answer. You told me you were going to make me some Hawaiian barbecue, which I am not from, familiar with at all uh, the last time we spoke in August. So I'm still waiting. I mean, come on, man. 
I gotta call my mom and pops. They make it right. <laughs> Tell Vikings fans kind of what what your what your parents make. We got the Kelby steak, uh, short ribs, the barbecue chicken, rice. You know, spam wow. all of that. I'm in for all of it. <laughs> in the non-pandemic year, I'm going over your house for family dinners. Yeah, come on through. Thank you again. Best of luck this upcoming Sunday. Dallas Cowboys primetime purple. I know you're excited, man. Those jerseys gonna be sweet. All right, moving along, reporters wrap up. Vikings team reporter Eric Smith is here. Eric, what's going on, man? Hey, what's good, guys? Um, thanks for having me on. For starters, you just re- recently released an article on Vikings.com called Beast Texas, Gladney and Boy Bring Toughness Together to the Vikings Secondary. This week will be their third straight week of them starting uh, alongside each other. Last two weeks, they've only given up 400 passing yards against. There's, the last two weeks, they've had really good games. Combined 17 tackles, two PBUs against Detroit, and then they combined eight tackles versus Chicago. So the toughness is there. The physicality is there. The leadership is, is starting to grow. But what have you seen from these two guys that, that really stand out? Yeah, they've really been asked to take on a larger role, and they've excelled, I think, because – They've been put in a tough spot a little bit with the injuries. We know that Cameron Dantzler has been banged up. He's missed the past couple of games. Holton Hill and Mike Hughes are both on IR. So the cornerback depth is pretty thin right now. And in saying that, the Vikings have had to turn to Boyd and Gladney to play a bunch of starts, you know, the last few games. I mean, ever since really the Green Bay game, it's been both those two guys playing literally almost every snap. And you mentioned my article on Vikings.com, Beast Texas. I talked to those guys on the phone in recent days, and I asked, you know, they're they're both from Texas. They're both from East Texas. And so I was kind of joking around, but they kind of laughed and corrected me and said, no, no, we're not from East Texas. We're from Beast Texas. And it kind of turned into a fun story. You know, they were talking about how they were raised kind of out in the country, and there's not a lot going on out there. And football is obviously a, a, a huge focus. And, you know, both of them were, were high school stars. They grew up about an hour apart. And uh, it was, and they grew up Cowboys fans, right? They did. Gladney grew up a big Cowboys fan. His family is a bunch of Cowboys fans, but he said they're going to be rooting for the Vikings, obviously, on Sunday. Uh, (laughs) But Boyd actually had a really good quote um, that that he told me when we talked on the phone, and he just said, "We're just some country fed boys." out there lifting up hay bales and messing with all types of bulls. And I thought that was hilarious, and that just kind of shows the mentality and toughness that they brought to the Vikings secondary. Speaking of the mentality and toughness, Coach Zimmer has been leading a lot of these young cornerbacks. He's been devising up these schemes in the secondary that really showed true in that game against the Chicago Bears on Monday night. So uh, what is the, what is his leadership this year meant differently from the past couple years, having all these young players in the secondary and on the defensive line, all, all areas of the defense? It's just such a new group this year. Yeah, it's a new group, and it's just, it just been such a weird year. I think we all know that with – you know, the virtual offseason with COVID, you know, Zimmer joked the other day, they've been in intensive protocols with COVID every day now for the last, it seems like, month or six weeks. And, you know, the Vikings obviously got off to a bad start. They were one in five, and the national perception of the team was, was pretty low. But Zimmer's leadership has really shown through, I think, in the last month or so. And I give him a lot of credit. I think he might be doing his best coaching job that he's ever done here in Minnesota. You know, he's had talented teams before. He's won division titles. He's won playoff games. But given everything that's gone on, I think this has been his best work. And someone who probably agreed with me with me is Adam Thielen. And I asked Adam about Zimmer's leadership 
earlier this week, and he said, you know, we, we know who he is as a leader and, a, and as a coach, and we're going to trust that. We're going to trust the process, keep going to work, and keep fighting for him. And I know he's going to do the same thing for us. So even though the Vikings started 1-5 and five and things looked bleak, we're 4-5 and five now. There's a lot more optimism. You know, there's seven games left. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think Coach Zimmer's leadership has been a, a key reason for the turnaround in the past few weeks. Yep, they're 4-5 and five facing the 2-7 and seven Dallas Cowboys team. And speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, the team reporter has some interesting takes on where the Dallas Cowboys are and how and if they can get back on track depending on this game. Let's take a listen. I mean, you can't rule it out. And, you know, a lot of Cowboy fans kind of scoff when you say that because it's been it's been really ugly here for about six weeks. But, I mean, it's, it's a terrible division. There's no way around it. And I actually – I think this Vikings game is going to be a really great litmus test for just how good this team can be. Because uh, I think the Vikings are really similar, obviously – uh, you know, disappointing season based on what they were probably expecting. They're sitting on a losing record right now, but the playoffs are still in reach. So these are two similarly flawed teams that still have a lot to play for. You've got Andy Dalton back in the lineup. So, you, you know, the quarterback play should be better than what we've watched the last couple weeks. The defense has played better over the last couple weeks than it had been. So I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to win, but if this is a team that's capable of making the playoffs and winning the NFC East, they should be capable of either beating Minnesota or, or, you know, at least pushing Minnesota to the brink. Basically from that conversation, what I got out of was they're still in reach for the playoffs and this game is a litmus test for them heading into the rest of their season. Yeah. We all know how the NFC East has fared and shaken out so far. Every team in that division is under 500 Dallas, as we know, is two and seven, and somehow they're still within striking distance of of winning the division, depending on what happens. And so, yeah, I had a great chat with David. He provided a lot of good insight, but he said he's like, this game Sunday is a big test for the Cowboys. If, if they want to make a run, they probably need to win this game and, and start getting some wins in the win column. But you can argue the same thing for the Vikings. While we've won three in a row, you know, we don't have much margin for error right now. And with seven games left, we got to we gotta stay hot. And so this game on Sunday is also big for the Vikings to keep the momentum going. Must-win game this upcoming Sunday. Guys, make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com for the most up-to-date coverage on the team. Vikings, Cowboys, 325, prime time, purple. You can listen to that game right here on KFAN 100.3. Vikings Radio Network pregame show starts at 125 with voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen and Pete Bursage. For Chris Corso, Eric Smith, and Hercules Mata'afa, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. That's what I like. Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs>